Welcome. You are listening to a Spiritual Gift for Commuters podcast, a weekly podcast show dedicated to listeners who travel daily from home to work, near and far, while still coping with the rigors of everyday life. If you don't mind hearing a few words of encouragement and empowerment, we invite you to sit back and listen in. Here's your host, Pastor Ray Lane. This is Pastor Ray Lane. Happy to be here today with a couple of guests that I believe you will all enjoy. Dr. Al Jones and his wife Kitty. They are returned missionaries, among other things, which is always good to be a returned missionary. I want to have them introduce themselves in, in right now and sit back and enjoy listening to Dr. Al Jones and his wife Kitty. Al, who are you? Well, thank you, Ray, for the opportunity to share today on this podcast. I'm a 80-year-old, I'm not going to say retired because I don't like the word, but uh, still active pastor missionary. Uh, called of the Lord way back as an 18-year-old on to college and seminary where I met Kitty uh, in college and uh, she is sitting right here beside me in December we will have been married 60 years Wow! and if we had known back in those days where the pathway to the fullness of life would take us we would have been blown away because it's been more than we could have ever hoped for, dreamed of, imagined and uh, yet that's exactly what the promise is that uh, God gives to us in numbers of places when he says call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you don't know of at this point so it's been an unfolding and continues to be a wonderful adventure of day by day I think it's probably richer, fuller, sweeter even today than it was way back almost 60 years ago Kitty is, yes, Ray. I have a question for Kitty. It's a surprise question. What kind of a home life did you have as you were growing up? Where did you grow up and what was your home life like? Well, I grew up in Vancouver, Washington. Uh, My my parents um, were not Christians. They, uh, my father was an alcoholic and so we moved a lot. Uh, it was, a, a, let's see, I guess you would call it um, a dysfunctional family in that the alcohol played a, a big part in uh, destabilizing our, our home. But when I was uh, in the sixth grade, a girl came uh, turned around and asked in school and asked me if I would come to her church to a revival meeting. It was because she wanted to win a prize for bringing the most people. And uh, so I did go and the second night I gave my heart to the Lord and my life turned around. A few months later my father drowned. Uh, he, he was never found uh, and that was uh, that was um, a traumatic time 
and yet uh, because I knew the Lord he sustained me and our family and uh, so that was uh, uh, the starting of an upward spiral in my life where before alcohol uh, through three generations had taken its toll but now we were headed in a different direction. You used to do some teaching, did you not? Did you do some teaching in Missouri or Kansas City or someplace? Uh, when I went to uh, Northwest Nazarene College in Nampa, Idaho, I studied elementary education. And so I taught uh, one year in Idaho, one year in Kansas, uh, before we had our two sons. And you've done some teaching in some place overseas too, haven't you? Some classes of various kinds? Well, that's, that's a, 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 starts a different story. And when we were in pastoring a beautiful church in Meridian, Idaho, the Lord began to stir our hearts. And we knew he wanted something different from us, but we were not sure. And about that time, we heard a silly song that said, Lord, please don't send me to Africa. And that kind of became uh, our thought pattern. Oh, Lord, uh, we know you want to do something with us, but please don't send us to Africa. Oh, boy. Uh, and... Uh, we determined that we wouldn't volunteer, but if we were asked, we'd be willing to go where God directed. And after we said that, uh, within three weeks later, uh, we were asked to go to Australia. Oh, my. <laughs> and we said, yes, yes, it's not Africa, we'll go. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, so for our boys were six and eight, and for the next nine years, we were in uh, just outside of Sydney, Australia. Well, Dr. Jones, tell me about uh, what your responsibilities were in Australia. Well, at first, I wasn't the least bit interested in going anywhere. At that time, uh, well, we, we were settled in that little community. And... Uh, it was a it was a wonderful place to raise our two sons. They were six and eight, and I've always been a person who puts roots down deep and likes to just stay where I'm planted. But it was pretty clear that that God was wanting to move us somewhere, and uh, I just want to back up a little bit because I want to talk a moment about how important the church is. And uh, which became Kitty's family after the death of her father and after she and her mother and her brother came to know the Lord, the church just became their family and nurtured and cared for them and made it possible for her to go to Northwest Nazarene, what is now called University College then. And that's where we met. Uh, my home life had been completely opposite from hers. I was privileged to grow up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents came to know the Lord Jesus Christ when I was just a toddler, so I don't remember anything other than a peaceful, blessed home with a, brother, a younger brother, younger sister, 
So I was much more settled in my uh, experience and uh, didn't have the adventuresome spirit that sometimes people have and which is a part of Kitty's character. So when that door opened to Australia, it seemed like this is the end of the earth and we uh, we knew that it was a long long way in fact Bob Hope the late and very well-known comedian said Australia is so far away by the time you get there you look like your passport picture <laughs> and uh, so we went and uh, we were there nine years for the purpose mainly of pastoring the, what was known as the College Church associated with Nazarene Bible College there in Sydney and I taught part-time pastoral theology and uh, other uh, courses. Kitty taught speech. She taught uh, practical Christian education. In fact, one of the most fruitful times was teaching the students how to plan for and direct a vacation Bible school. Hmm. And uh, we, we enjoy fruit from that relationship and that experience right to this present day so that was that was a major adventure and uh, and it completed and uh, lots of stories to tell about that experience but uh, we were then moved to San Jose California could I break in just a moment sure uh, Ray mentioned uh, do you have a snake story <laughs> And uh, Australia is known for uh, the most variety of poisonous snakes in the world. And uh, yes, uh, I did look out the window and saw a, a very poisonous snake, a red-bellied black snake, by my uh, clothesline one day. And uh, then it went into the strawberry patch. And it was quite a while before I picked strawberries again. <laughs> but uh, we had them all around us. We were just uh, watchful. Yeah. That, uh, I thought that women especially were scared of snakes, but you didn't sound like you were terribly scared. Well, I wasn't, I, I wasn't right next to it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, how long did it take you to earn a doctorate? Oh my Ray, that's a question that's going to expose some very serious It's flaws. not because you weren't smart, it's, I know uh, that. It's, that'll expose some very serious flaws in my character. Well, we had been in Australia for nine years, and that was back in the 70s, and when we moved to San Jose, I felt in some ways as if a decade had passed me by in terms of being up to date with Oh, many things. Um, there wasn't such a thing as social media back in the 70s, and and uh, communications and news wasn't as available and uh, as instant as it is now, and so I felt like I really need to catch up with things. So I learned about the program that Nor uh, Nazarene Theological Seminary had uh, for a Doctor of Ministry degree, and I inquired, and... Uh, applied and was accepted and went through all of the important hoops to be uh, accepted as a student. By this time I was about 41 or 2 years of age. 
and it was a new program so the academic dean of that program there at Nazarene Theological Seminary I think looked all over the whole country to see how many parts there are to different doctor ministry programs and he took the best out of each of those programs and added it all together and and uh, made a very challenging and uh, I guess you could say even a very difficult program at one point when they were in the process of being accredited with that doctor ministry degree some academician came by and said you, you don't need to build a Cadillac a Chevrolet will probably do but anyway it was a challenging program and I'm saying all of that to say this that it took me nearly 10 years to get it done <laughs> but that was mostly because I was pastoring full-time and uh, and it was a very challenging program but I do say uh, and I'm happy to do so that Kitty was my biggest encouragement and just continued to help me and uh, pray for me and and let me know I could do it so I burned a lot of midnight oil and traveled a lot back and forth to the various uh, seminars between San Jose and Kansas City but eventually at the age of 51 I got that degree and then another adventure opened up it that that did open a, another big door I think maybe it sounds like you've got us an, an adventure that we'd like to listen to another day we'll start another uh, podcast with that I, I believe but just as we can close this just a thought from each of you perhaps how do you feel like God was or how did you know that God was in your life through these years of change that came into your life from the uh, time you were out of college and then on through uh, your time in Australia. How did you, how would you say God was involved in your life at that point in time? Do you want to speak first, honey? Uh, I would say that, uh, of course, we couldn't have done it without his leading and his, and his, uh, the assurance that uh, we were in the place that he wanted us to be. It wasn't always easy, uh, and we were told that that we uh, didn't need, need to stay, but God hadn't released us, and he just made it clear to us that we were in his will in a difficult place, a, a difficult time, and that he would be with us, and uh, he would uphold us where we were. And now, any addition? Just briefly to conclude, one of my favorite verses has always been John 10.10, 10, where Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And he promises that every day. Uh, years ago, before Kitty and I were married, she left a note in my mailbox at the college, and it was a little a little statement. I think it may have come from the Sanskrit, and it goes like this: "Today, well lived, makes every yesterday a dream of happiness, and every tomorrow a vision of hope." 
and therefore look well unto this day. And there's a whole message there. You know, Jesus said, give us this day. So it's just one day at a time, Lord Jesus, with him being the one in charge and the one leading. And when we both followed, as best as we knew how, life has been incredibly full and rich and good. Oh, man, thank you so much for these thoughts that you've shared with us today. We're going to hear more from this couple in our next podcast. I'm going to turn our conclusion for the program over right now to my friend T.D. White, and he will say the goodbyes for us. And so thank you for listening. This concludes this episode of Meaningful Spiritual Gifts for Commuters podcast. Thank you for listening. Pastor Lane will be with you again soon. He hopes you'll be there too. If you have any questions or comments, you can contact him via email at rayhope13514 at gmail.com. That email once again, rayhope13514 at gmail.com. Online, he recommends his friend, Dr. James Dobson, a family talk, possibly found on a radio station near you. There are also many good church services on TV, including Dr. David Jeremiah that Pastor Lane recommends for your enrichment. If you have tough questions like, why does suffering happen? He might be able to give you an answer, but that is best done through an organization he recommends by the name RZIM. That's R as in Robert, Z as in Zebra, I as in Ida, M as in Mary, found on YouTube. He listens to them most days. And should you live in the San Diego County region, Escondido Church of the Nazarene on South Redwood Street welcomes you there. And perhaps you might meet Pastor there as well. Until then, listeners and friends, be well, be strong, and be encouraged.